0: and heard me, so the so i'm just kind of playing off of what i remember hello everybody welcome to gator boy and silverback strength philosophy this is episode five i'm pretty sure five yes five. right cool uh sorry we're finally live in person sitting on a couch we've got a new background because isn't this cool this is a lot better and i'm hoping <laughs> that we don't tip ship so we're gonna sit here <laughs> we're it's two guys on a couch it's a nice what i call it I don't remember. but it's, I, It was stupid. it was something like two it guys on a couch. Two guys on a couch. It was it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're back finally in studio. Our studio in is studio. it is a studio. It's <laughs> it, look at our backdrop. He was worried that we wouldn't have a good backdrop. It's better. It's so much better.
1: It's better than a shoe rack. With
0: a shoe rack, and we're getting real lucky right now. We have a uh, cat that is over
1: chilling. there. Yeah,
0: chilling. Not it's, screaming not screaming we have a you will hear it later in this podcast because it does just randomly scream so whoo all right how have you been great great awesome i great. got engaged you did get engaged that's something special how'd that go it went really good yeah <laughs> um i did it in- hold on okay <laughs> that's the surprise i was looking for okay I do have a surprise ready for everybody. He doesn't know about it, I know about it, one other person knows about this, but we better start now because we're just gonna do it up front because it's gonna make this a lot more fun. Okay, cool, I brought a box today. And in this box, I have some gifts. And the gifts are, we have some lead slinger (laughs) bourbon that I've drank before. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I got. Uh, But then I have a glass. For Sam, because I also got engaged a month ago, and I have a glass, and then I don't like my whiskey without ice, so I brought ice, and we're going to have a glass of whiskey.
1: Oh boy, I, I work know. later. Me too. In a very hot gym. Me too.
0: <laughs> it's going to be great, but that's why I brought ice, because it's fucking hot out. We do have a heat advisory, so a little bit more. I'll drink that water.
1: Oh, do I get no ice? You get some ice. Oh, I get one ice. You get one ice, but I'm gonna... No, it's cool. Just take the one ice. I'll give you... Ugh. There you go. Awesome. Cool. Minorly impressive.
0: <laughs> I know. I got a strong grip. I am silverback, by the way. <laughs> Gator boy, you should try to bite it next time with your teeth. No, it'll hurt. You gotta play it, <laughs> oh, so... For anybody that is just listening, I'm sorry you're hearing just paper and boxes and ice and clanging and banging and everything. Fuck off. We're probably not going to edit it.
1: We're not. This is why you love us.
0: (laughs) This is why you love us. This is what you pay for. You don't pay for anything, but you do pay for uh, Zoom premium because, of course, that's our last ad that we weren't paid for, (laughs) but because you pay them... They have contacted us oh and boy. told us that to shut the fuck up, actually. They <laughs> hated my ad. They said they really, are their ratings went down awesome. So will you be one of my groomsmen, but then get up on stage and also marry us? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Nice. Thank you.
1: You'll probably have to be one of mine, too. That's fine. Well, I'm not going to let you talk during any of the ceremony, though. <sighs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'll have
0: a lot to say on the podcast before and after we do. Uh, so,
1: yeah, I when I proposed to her, I, it turns out that I wasn't super subtle. She entirely knew it was coming. Mm. Um, but that's fine. She still said yes. <laughs> uh, I did it right the second we got to the Airbnb in Louisville, because I couldn't sit there anymore. Hold on, we got issues. Yeah, the catch plan with the. With the Real paper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, we're back, people. There Sorry, the cat wasn't meowing and screaming. It was doing the one thing that it could make the most noise in the room <laughs> with. It was like, oh, what can I do? I'll I'll make fucking scratches on the paper. So, good yeah. job. What's its name? Mako. Mako, that's... <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm nice. Go
1: somewhere else. Yeah. okay.
0: Alright, people. Uh, this is a bad start to the episode if you're it's hearing all right this. It's a alright start to this the episode. This is an ASMR episode. <laughs> you are really,
1: if you're we're put talking to on YouTube, we're gonna loud. Hit,
0: we're gonna, I know, but we're gonna kill it in South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna love, they love this type this of shit. This is pretty good. Thanks, Tyler, and got it for me when, I don't know. You never me. got me. I think it was for my birthday from last year. I just don't drink very often, which is coming up, and... 7 days. Oh yeah. Yeah. I uh, kind of forgot about it. I've been very busy. I have a challenge going on. Go on. I well, if you mu- if you insist. <laughs> so, I do have a challenge going on. We're going to be releasing this podcast today because we get to things faster now and we're finally back in studio. And you can see by the look on his face that he didn't realize that we're going to have to just release shit. Yeah, it's easy. We'll do it. We got to get shit I moving. I thought we had a schedule. <laughs> I thought we did, too. I thought it was on Thursdays, and then you said Sundays. I was like, I don't like that. We'll talk about it in person. So we got it. We'll talk about it afterwards. Awesome. Uh, We've
1: already talked about it. (laughs) All
0: right. But I do have a challenge coming out, and it's starting on Monday the 16th. It's a 21-day challenge, but most 21-day challenges are bullshit. And here's why. Because they don't lead you or give you any actionable steps afterwards. So... What my challenge is about is, yes, it's about fat loss. Yes, it's about muscle building. Yes, it's about setting healthier lifestyle habits. It is all that because wherever you're at is where you're going to start. This challenge is about making change. It's about seeing who is actually able to stick to a program. There's daily challenges. There's weekly challenges. And whoever does the best and engages the most, and that person obviously is going to see some of the greatest change in the challenge, due to following what i have in store from things like getting your water intake and posting your picture of your favorite water bottle and doing things like making sure you're hitting your protein intake hitting your daily exercise or maybe taking a daily recovery and active recovery and we're going to be having expert talks my first person being nick real talking over sleep i'm going to be doing weekly giveaways today i just announced i'm giving away a foam roller because the sound in my back that went pop when i was rolling out (laughs) encouraged me to actually buy one and give out in the challenge so that's going to be giving away and the grand prize winner is going to be getting 500 dollars so get fit lose weight into summer shred and yeah make sure you guys join in it's going to be fun 17 people have already joined how
1: is it uh actionable after the challenge ends
0: yeah so after the challenge ends and how i want to go about it is being able to provide you guys with some guidance so after we get into the challenge we're going to be setting goals i'm going to be giving you fitness protocols and different nutritional assessing where you're at and being able to help guide you and tell you where you should be going of course i do offer one-on-one training and i do have a lot of clients that are actually joining in on the challenge so this is hopefully going to encourage some of them to actually follow some of the shit that I've been saying too so yeah
1: okay I'm excited to see how it goes personally
0: yeah 17 people have signed up I think I had two more that I had sent out so 19 in total and we've got a couple more days to go about promoting it I'm hoping to get at least 50
1: oh yeah that's a bunch of people
0: It is a bunch of people, but surprisingly, I'm getting people that I never thought I would or have talked to or people that are reaching out because it's just been, now that I've gone full-time in training, people are actually noticing after the years of me just being one of those alpha dicks on Instagram and just posting shirtless pics (laughs) with nothing to say, once I have something to actually give
1: out and provide, people are willing to listen. Well, that's good. Yeah. i uh, got to plug something now. Okay. <laughs> um, in the past week, I put out or went live with my website. Um, basically, what I do on the website is offer pre-programmed workout plans. So we have like an athletic performance series, an MMA series that you can do throughout your whole fight camp, uh, as opposed to like just going in and trying to figure out what do I do outside of training. I've already laid that out. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's worked because basically it's a uh, combination of things that I've done with actual fighters. Um, and when I work with actual fighters in person, I change things here and there, but this is things that I've found to be proven uh, over and over. Uh, Jeremy Pender used basically this exact program uh, before his last fight, and he one punch knocked out a guy. He's mm. never done that before. I'm not saying it's all me but i'm saying it's somewhat me (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) um but aside from the pre-programmed workout plans just a little more information on what i offer in person i do um strength training i'm saying um again (laughs) um. we talked about this pre-episode
0: that you wouldn't say um as much
1: yeah i uh, am hey what about uh instead of um i'll have to put a poll on the list do, <laughs> do they like filler words of um
0: or harder filler or
1: softer filler words of ah i don't know yet we'll find out but on the website it tells people what i do a little bit more so individual one-on-one strength training and then also mma and muay thai and kickboxing like training programs for people where i'll go through and actually build them up from the basics uh to where they can you know somewhat fight <laughs> um what are you doing Like, with the people, the clients. So, it depends somewhat on their goals. If they want to do just stand-up in terms of Muay Thai and kickboxing, or they also want to include MMA. But, basically, with the stand-up, we'll go from footwork out, because everything comes from footwork, you know. Like, we'll make sure people know how to move, and then they can move while they throw punches. And then we get progressively more and more complicated with the concepts, Because basically, in terms of getting better at stand-up and fighting in general, if you're very good at the basics, and then just make the basics a little more complicated, you become good. And you can watch a lot of fighters who don't really extend beyond the basics win fights. Uh, Sean Strickland just beat Uriah Hall using the basics. Um, What's his name? Anthony Smith beat Jimmy Crute with the basics the same with
0: business yeah i mean that's all i'm doing now is building a business by doing consistently boring shit you just have to make sure your footwork drills suck
1: yeah it's very boring going in a circle around the cone but when there's a person instead of a cone you can get away from them and Mm -hmm. then re-enter in a smart way as opposed to just i'm going forward and getting hit in the face (laughs) but putting your head down yeah (laughs) <laughs>
0: some people have a tendency to put their head down.
1: There's a really nice picture from my last fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> putting your head down. Me just getting fucking uppercutted uh-huh. in the face. Um, yeah. But there's dude. also a really good picture of me pulling his head into my knee. So
0: you also need to get like <laughs> that tendency out of you somehow.
1: Yeah. I don't know how. Um, I'm back Sock in. Collar. I'm back in the in the gym, in the workshop, doing some stuff trying to stay more in the pocket as opposed to uh, dancing however in the last fight I did think along with my coaches that he was going to slow down by the time we got to the third round we were still in the first round game plan and I was sitting there going ah shit he's still coming (laughs) this
0: is the wrestler mentality you get thrown and slammed see the looks out of him and dude you're great you won but I'm still going to call you a pud because it's what your body type looks like. It's I'm tough sorry. as shit. Tough as shit, but here's the thing. I know exactly the kind of people that are like him, and he sucked at one point. I know you sucked. I sucked at one point. How do you think we fucking get here and you win? Because by sucking and having other men hold you down against your will and hating it and struggling through that, eventually you learn to grind so goddamn hard that when you come at someone... For the first time in your experience and you're like dude jesus christ just quit like we're this just, is round three i and see he just a lot of going. people quit yeah yes and in his mind he's like all i gotta do is just keep going and he's yeah. lost enough to he's like okay i hate the feeling
1: of giving up so i just keep going no he didn't have any quit
0: nothing yeah
1: um but there's a couple pictures that i saw from the fight where i just don't understand that how they didn't the shots didn't put him down i was sitting there going you had some good Sh- shots shit he's tough <laughs> yeah, yeah, good shots. um there was one where like i just hit him right on the button and it didn't matter <laughs> i'm telling you
0: those kind of kids that have grinded it out have been slammed and suplexed on their head for practice by a kid twice their size because i was the kid twice his size suplexing kids like him and so oh he's
1: bigger than you <laughs> I'm 175. He cut from 180. Okay. He's and he's big. like 5'11". All right, so he is big. <laughs> he's pretty big. Yeah. All right, <laughs> He's cool. a shockingly big guy. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> so he was getting suplexed then by heavyweights. <laughs> so after a certain extent, you just, it's building up a tolerance for concussions. It's just like you toughen up your shins, your knuckles. Well, eventually you toughen up your your ability to get knocked out a little bit.
1: Hey, the best Sometimes compliment. it goes the opposite
0: way. You, you the more you get knocked out, Sometimes you can it get cuts knocked down. Yeah. But as far as getting slammed, you eventually learn how to turn your head and how to absorb it so that you can take the least amount of pressure. I don't pressure.
1: think he did that. I oh, just, just think he took it.
0: Okay, dumb. He's dumb. <laughs>
1: um, I'm trying to help you, man. No, he just took it. Yeah. Okay. But back to the website, where can it be found? I'm going to put Online. a link. Well, hang on. I'm going to put a Google. link again in the uh and a link to my shit. A link to your shit, a link yeah. to all of our shit in the description of the episode. But right now, it can be found at ftdfit.com. So that's ftdfit.com. FTD stands for Feed the Demon because I thought it sounded cool. <laughs> Did you Google it? Yeah, it's not. it doesn't exist. Nice. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, actually,
0: there's a girl that's uh, I know dealing with know I'm not gonna even say like what her brand is or anything, but dealing with on Facebook someone coming.
1: Well now you're is... talking quiet. Well
0: okay, I'm gonna talk a little okay, sorry people, we Okay, sorry. I'm gonna sit a little closer. We're, get real We're still dealing with one mic because unfortunately we can't figure this out. Um, <laughs> but she's dealing with some trademark issues and it's someone that has is just growing doesn't even really have that big of a following and this famous person is coming after her and suing and making her life hell and it's similar names it's similar like kind of sounding it's not even like the same it's the same ballpark but yeah it's bad
1: i've started enough businesses where i know now to Search the name before you go any further. (laughs) Um, But there's a couple other FTD fits, but they have, like, two likes on Facebook, so I'm not particularly concerned about those people. And Russian bots. (laughs) There's a lot of hot Russian bots.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But going off of cats. Your cat's being good now. That's awesome. She's in the corner, posted up against the four boards. Good, where she belongs. (laughs) I took Felix to the vet because... I feel like an asshole at this point because apparently she was dealing with seasonal allergies and I thought she was dealing with just anxiety and I was like, suck it up, bitch. (laughs) And of course, you know, it wasn't that. So once she got on like these cortisone, she got a cortisone shot and some like antibiotics and it cleared Mm -hmm. it up. But when I took her back to the vet, she was in her cage and Dr. Baxter was giving me the lowdown of what was going on and said, just keep doing this. Well, there's this little fucking cat, Sheldon. Tiny, cute as fuck. And I'm standing there before, prior as she's in the exam room trying to just do a little bit of design work, get some work done while I make productive time out of my use of the day when I'm there at 11 a.m. So Sheldon jumps up on my leg. I'm like, hey, little buddy, you're cute, but I petted you last time I got shit to do. He comes up behind me, climbs up on my back, comes down, sits on my, sits on my lap. I'm like, okay, this is, this is fine, whatever. I guess, this, this is pretty cute, he was pocket-sized, so I was like, you can sit right on my fanny pack, and he was, like, digging in and getting real aggressive with it, I was like, hey, man, you're gonna tear the fucking leather, and I ain't gonna be happy, you got claws, you're down, bitch, and then he kept jumping up on me, and I think he liked Felix's smell, because Sheldon, he's a boy, mm-hmm. Felix, he's a girl, so I think uh, he really took a liking to Felix's smell, so when Dr. Baxter brought Felix out and her crate, soft crate, by the way, just very flimsy she goes in i can take her home Uh puts her down on the ground i'm shaking hands with dr baxter sheldon goes around the room and goes plop (laughs) on top of felix and i'm like ooh, you can't do that sheldon that's that's bad all right because i could feel felix is like hey (laughs) this is not cool you brought me out of my abode and now i have some cat i don't know on top of me (laughs) So, I move, Phil, or I move Sheldon off, and he's trying to show off, so he jumps up on the counter, and I don't know how, because, again, very small. Two gla- like, put the glasses together, that's how big he is. On the counter, so in front of me, walks across, he's biting picture frames, knocking shit down, just doing his thing, and then I'm signing the receipt, I'm doing very well at warding him off. I turn my back for two seconds, and plop, right back down on Felix. Felix does Bats the fuck out of him. <laughs> Sheldon hits the wall, sprints out of the room, and Felix was kind of upset when we got back for the better half of the afternoon because, yeah, yeah. I, uh, she felt like I abused her. Did you? I didn't.
1: Yeah, that cat always feels like I abuse her. I'll walk over to her to pet her, and she'll just be like, Gah! and fucking run away, which is, you know... I get no benefit of having a cat with that cat. It just screams in the morning and it pukes and I go to pet it and it says no. I'm <laughs> like, cool. You're like a chore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the original owner isn't home to take care of it, it seems like, right now. So it's, it's, fine. it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's asleep. It's yeah. It's fine. It's
1: asleep. You know? We
0: can toss it out.
1: I knew going I mean, We're going to do a segment.
0: We're going to make this like <laughs> iCarly. I was talking to him about what I was watching iCarly, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys, I'm not ashamed to admit it. And uh, we're gonna have a segment where we toss the can, test nine lives theory, right? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Audible on air, we're not. We can't do that.
1: Because when you marry the girl, you gotta accept her kids, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and this one pukes probably more than a normal child. You're not wrong. It's not wrong. it's a little. It's on the floor. I have kids puke on the floor. But let's get into a couple of the questions okay. or topics.
0: Okay. All right. And here, people, we're going to go into another commercial. Cut here. All right, people. This is brought to you by Led Slinger Whiskey, the best whiskey that money can buy under a hundred dollars. That comes from Jungle Gems and honestly it's just pretty good all whiskey tastes the same to me i haven't had a whiskey to date that really <laughs> makes my fucking dick hard or my blood boil or anything like that whiskey just goes down and i get this like burning sensation on the back of my tongue and i look around at all my friends i'm like yeah yeah it's great we keep doing this And eventually, by glass three, it goes away, and I keep slamming it down. Except during COVID, it was a great time to drink whiskey. It really brought the flavor and taste back. This is also brought to you by COVID. Lead Slinger and COVID, they have teamed up to bring you the best whiskey and killing COVID. And
1: we're going to go to the
0: classes. Lead Slinger. Lead
1: Slinger, the best whiskey you can drink at two in the afternoon. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> and then train clients.
1: Fuck. I gotta run a class tonight. Alright. Alright. Topic one, which we came up with because we wanted to talk about it. Can you have a great body and also be prepared to fight? Yes. He's not prepared to fight. <laughs> um, this is kind of a complicated answer. Because yes, you can depending on how you're gauging great body
0: well it depends if you're going into fighting after bodybuilding or if you're coming out of fighting going into bodybuilding or whatever it's a matter of understanding the triangle of awareness and all that means is that you can have it all you just can't have it all at the same time you can look good but you you can't move good at the same time. You can perform good, but you can't look good at the same time. And you can live a long time and be and have wellness, but you can't move well and look good at the same time that you're focusing on that. When it comes to your goals, you pick a point, you focus on it, and if your goal is to have all of it, then you really periodize your training, focus on one aspect, and move your attention to the
1: next. In terms of... My programming for MMA fighters or jiu competitors, basically, if you look good as a result of the programming, it's like a happy accident because you'll look good because you're training a lot and doing a lot of stuff, you know, and you're eating good, you're cutting down on bullshit, sugar, all this stuff. But it's not designed to make you look like you're ready to go do a bodybuilding competition no. it's designed so that you have power you can function mm-hmm. you know you can call upon your power over and over over an extended mm-hmm. period of time forever long the fight may be and like a lot of fighters do have you know abs they have good arms and it's just a byproduct of the training that they're doing it just comes along with being in general physical shape but at the same time like there was a fight uh Fluffy Hernandez versus Adolfo Verrera. Uh, he's a Brazilian. I cannot pronounce his name right. but awesome. He was an ADCC champion. He subbed everyone. He subs people in his MMA career. And he goes in. he fights Fluffy Hernandez. Fluffy Hernandez looks like the name that he sounds like. Or <laughs> looks like the name that he's been given. And Hidolfo is shredded. I'm talking like might be able to get on stage tomorrow shredded. Oh, yeah. After one round, he gets submitted by Fluffy Hernandez. Hernandez is not a jiu-jitsu competitor, but Hernandez trained for fighting. hadolfo m- probably trained for fighting, but honestly, he hit with too many fucking muscles. He looked too good. He, he tired out, and well. then he gets subbed by Fluffy Hernandez, who doesn't have a muscle on his body that's not hidden by fat.
0: As you lose body fat and you get below a certain percentage, it just becomes with the territory that you're going to, have to lose energy because fat is necessary for building up your hormone profile, testosterone, estrogen, melatonin, cortisol. And if you're low on fat intake or low on fat storage throughout the body, you're going to be running into issues of low hormones and hormone imbalances where you're going to be running into issues of lack of energy and lack of stored muscle glycogen and that might have been the difference too where the other guy has higher fat percentages to tap into when he can is in battle or in a fight
1: yeah and like this is also one of the reasons that i'm not a fan of weight cutting because i don't think you're necessarily seeing the best fights you're seeing really good fights because everyone's weight cutting but I think you would see a higher level of fighting out of more people if all of the organizations went by the one FC or one championship mode of here's a hydrogen test at, or hyd- hydration ch- test every year.
0: What was your degree in?
1: English. Oh, yeah, okay. And whatever yeah, the fuck I- this whiskey's <laughs> called. <laughs> Brought to you by Lead Slinger again. Brought to you by I'm going to start slurring words. Uh, <laughs> but their hydration ch- hydrate they test your body composition <laughs> and when they test your body composition they tell you what weight class you're going to be in i honestly believe that you would see better fights if people weren't cutting you know 20 to 40 sometimes 50 pounds because there's no way you can get back to normal after 24 29 hours i had 29 hours from my way into fight time and i know it wasn't normal i just shoved texas roadhouse in my face and a whole bunch of shit just try yeah i was just trying to get back up and like it i could still perform because i'd been training for it but i know for a fact it wasn't peak and that's the problem you're going to run into
0: yeah it's just a matter of focusing on if you want to perform and if you want to be able to look good at the same time then and here's the thing most people that are training aren't fighters most people aren't bodybuilders most people want to just move well and not have hurt knees bum backs and also have something that when they take their shirt off at the beach or when they're going out with their friends that they're not getting made fun of they're feeling confident in their skin and they can wear the dress or the shirt that they wanted to fit into that's what most people want so if that's what you're focusing on Typically, I advise people focus on their performance first, make sure you're moving well. make sure that your knees, your back's taken care of, rehabbing what we need to really enhance because if you can move well, that's going to really carry over so that we can get full range of motion and the most benefit from training when we go towards aesthetics and you don't have to train necessarily like a bodybuilder but if you're working on aesthetics we're going to have carryovers and some of the programming is going to be directly related to what you're going to be doing and incorporating so that if you're trying to have better shoulders or if you want better thighs or a bigger butter if you just want abs yes you've got to do things that bodybuilders do to tone and really shape the muscles in the way that you want to present.
1: But you should do it when your movement patterns are working correctly. Did I fucking say that? Did you? I
0: said that at the beginning. Ah, Jeez. I'm just driving Zing. the Jeez point. Cheese and huh? rice, not <laughs> Jesus Christ. We believe in the Lord and Savior Buddha and all-powerful Min-Yong-Ching PCPD.
1: One of my clients... Uh, This actually directly relates to what you were talking about. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my clients, uh, when he came to me, he worked out all the time. He is not new to fitness in any way. But he came to me because he wanted a program that wasn't necessarily what he was doing, programming for himself. Mm -hmm. Because he realized that, you know, he didn't know enough about fitness to program for himself smartly and fix the problems he was having. So... You know, he was having hip problems, knee problems, and his, uh, one of his left shoulder was really fucked up to the point where he could only sleep on his back because if he turned either direction, it would fall asleep and then start hurting, hmm. um, which fine. is bad, yeah, you fine. know? Yeah. And we're three months into working together, and I took him away f- for the first two months almost entirely from barbells. And, you know, one of his things was that he was like, I know that I've lost strength. And I was like, yeah, I know. That's all right, but you don't hurt. Can you sleep on your side? Can you stand up well? And he goes, yeah, like a normal person yeah uh, And I'm like, okay, now we can reintroduce the strength because we fix those problems mm-hmm. you know and that's back to the triangle of like that was longevity and wellness. We're just training so he can like have a good quality of life. Mm-hmm. Now we can go back to strength, we can go back to aesthetics, we can go back to athletic performance, wherever he wants to go next, because it's not building upon a bad base of, my shoulder's so fucked up, I can only lay on my back. Mm-hmm. And what's one of the best tools,
0: Sam, that you can use when you're trying to build strength, longevity, and performance? Kettlebells. Awesome. <laughs> Segway right into the top five kettlebell exercises or kettlebell lifts, whatever you want to refer to them as the top five movements that you should be incorporating that are the going to give you the most benefit
1: and like bang for your buck. Honestly, if you're looking to do a kettlebell workout,
0: if you're looking to own a piece of
1: equipment, yeah, own a piece of equipment and do a workout that will work and give you, as you said, the most bang for your buck kettlebells, these lifts, I'm going to go over all five and then we can go into each one a little bit more individually. So we're looking at cleans, kettlebell swings, monkey rows, presses, and squats. Correct. And
0: starting with getting the swing movement. I think the swing movement's one of the most important movements that you can learn with a kettlebell. With almost anything. Yeah. Because it's involving a hip hinge movement and allowing you to load the hamstrings the glutes and getting the entire posterior chain from ankle all the way up to the back of your head activated if you're doing it correctly and
1: nice abs too in there
0: and correct you (laughs) have to involve core it's really incorporating everything isometrically it's creating just tension throughout the body as you're snapping through controlling the weight and you can do it with multiple weights multiple variations but just a good old-fashioned swing is Where you should start.
1: Exactly. And one of the things that I run into with people if I'm training them or running a class and I have people do kettlebell swings is a lot of people will be doing more of a squat motion than a hip hinge motion. Always. Like 90% of the time. Yeah. And then you just, all you have to do most of the time if they know anything about fitness is be like, it's like a deadlift. And then they're like, okay. And then
0: (laughs) I had this old bitch that taught me in my kettlebell certification. It was dog shit, but she did give some nice cueing. When you <laughs> go to do the kettlebell swing, you start from the ground. You pull it backwards as if you're dragging a sandbag backwards. And then you snap it between your legs like you're hiking a football. So I say
1: get it close to your balls.
0: Get it Hold on, (laughs) we're getting there. She she gives a little surprise because she's like fifty fucking years old, dusty, and she says balls, and we're like, ah, you said it. And then, so you hike it backwards like a football, keeping your chest up, and you want to imagine you're fighting a dog in tug of war. All right, keeping your chest up, pulling through, activating your hamstrings, and then as if someone came up behind you, rat-tailed you in the butt, snapped you in the butt, slapped you, whatever you need to imagine you snap your hips squeeze and stand upright drive your feet down and stand tall not back and bring up to eye level because you, you can don't do an american bring it super high you can but it doesn't there's benefits uh, but it's
1: fine yeah
0: don't <laughs> bring it to eye level and then pull it back down don't just lazily let the gravity take it you use your lat muscles and your armpits almost like you're trying to break the handle as you drive it back between your legs and you don't have to be afraid because the head weight is set lower than the handle i've never seen anybody hit them in the balls aim from your crotch high and tight keep it up your Hands, your wrists, are going to go high and tight into the crotch, not by your thighs, not by your knees. You're not squatting down. You're driving your butt backwards and repeating and
1: snapping back to the top. And this transitions really nicely into the clean. It does. Because I don't think you should be doing cleans until you know how to do a swing correctly. Correct.
0: Because (laughs) the clean is just the overall, it is the pinnacle of performance for what the hip hinge movement involves as you clean is a triple hip extension. As you go from ankle knees to hips, extend snap simultaneously at the same time. And and that weightlessness of driving the weight up, being able to drop underneath of it, transition, catch it in the rack position and stand. So it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to do, but done correctly is also one of the most effective movements because you're doing a deadlift, a hip hinge, but also a squat and stand at the same time
1: and both of these swings and cleans are really good power exercises
0: pa- yes kettlebells great for power overall yeah it can be used for strength but typically it's great for mobility it's great for training higher reps and working more circuit fashion more endurance you can and kettlebells can be used and i have done them over quarantine for aesthetics and aesthetic purposes. But it's an entirely different kind of programming and way of m- utilizing the piece of equipment. And it does take a little bit of advanced knowledge to be able to incorporate it in different ways.
1: You know, I actually have a kettlebell and sandbag program on my website. Do you? I do. And I just think that maybe some people might find that helpful. A lot of these movements are included. Actually, all of these movements are included. <laughs> awesome (laughs) check it out
0: (laughs) ftd.com ftd FTD fitness fit ftd fit there it is (laughs) awesome and then from one of those dynamic movements there's a couple other movements that are nice to work in such as the squat just working in variations of a goblet squat a front loaded squat or offset squat you can do a squat suitcase squat or back loaded squat there's overhead there is split stance. Overhead's there, a bitch. Yes. <laughs> Which, again, advanced. So there's a lot that you can do. There's Bulgarian split squat. There is crow shack squats. There's a lot. Cossack? I, sure. It's man. Cossack. Cool. Is it? Yeah. I thought there was an R.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> awesome.
0: So there's a lot of variations that you can do to mix it up. But overall, it always comes back to doing a squat with the kettlebell. And we went over this previously, but it's just one of the top five movements that you should be incorporating, the first two dynamic, this one also dynamic,
1: but more of your traditional movement. One of the things I like the most about using kettlebells for squats is that, like you kind of touched on, is you can front load it a lot of the time, so goblet or racked by your shoulders, because a lot of people have never done a front loaded squat. And in terms of athletic performance and especially like combat sports and fighting, front loaded squats are significantly better than a back loaded squat. Because where are you often loading the weight in a fight or a wrestling match or a jiu jitsu tournament? It's in front of you, it's not on your back.
0: You should never be doing a back loaded squat unless you've mastered a front squat.
1: Go into that more. Well, you because most people do it the opposite way.
0: Yeah, there's there shouldn't be a barbell on your back. You actually shouldn't be touching a barbell until you have a base of knowledge of understanding. Kettlebells actually one of the best tools and pieces of equipment where you can begin because you don't have to incorporate a lot of. Well, you're incorporating a lot of balance and technique, but it's done at a level that where you don't have to have a forty-five pound bar. It's not crazy heavy. Exactly. Because a lot
1: of people go into the gym and they'll go in for the first time in a month and they'll load up the bar as heavy as they can go. And they'll go and squat it. And it's like, man, why do your legs hurt for a week? Why does your back feel bad? Because there's no progression. you know. And what you said about kettlebells earlier, you can use light weights. In fact, most kettlebells come in what I would categorize as a light weight.
0: Yeah. What's your workout me- – and what's the idea behind your workout? To get better or just to make yourself suffer? Because fucking screen, man – Or make yourself suffer because what, yeah, what's the point of your workout? Because you gotta figure out your intention. Are you going in to get better? Are you going in to get results? Because there's a right and a correct amount of dosage that you need to apply to your muscles and to your training because you can overdo it and that's overtraining. We've talked about this, but you can also undertrain and if you're not giving enough stimulus to make change, you're not going to see the change that you're looking to elicit. So what's the intention? Because if you're going in to suffer, then we can make you suffer 100 burpees right now. Yeah, will just Go. make you jump up and down to your exactly. tire. <laughs> but if you're going in to have an effective workout, kettlebells, mate, you're going to break a sweat. It's going to be a different feeling than getting a pump. It's not going to be the heavy weight, but it's going to be effective. And part of those effective exercises to transition right back into the last two is going into a press. I like to use the kettlebell for presses because of the way it sits on the hand the way people can grip down on the handle it's not transitioning it's not tilting back and forth people are able to stabilize their wrist a little bit more and as you press up overhead it turns with your shoulder it gets a little mobility in there and it gets more mobility <laughs> it gets full range of motion but also it sits closer to the center of gravity which allows people to stabilize their shoulder socket a little bit more and yeah, I, it happens. Right bouncing your legs yeah, like fucking lot. crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. I it just stabilizes your shoulder socket and makes you stronger and tougher and. One yeah. of the
1: things that I like to do with yeah. kettlebell <laughs> presses, um, is and I wouldn't recommend doing this with a super heavy weight, is grabbing a very again a very lightweight kettlebell and putting your arm. If you're just listening to this, I'm gonna explain it. If you're watching this, you're gonna be able to see me. Uh, Putting your arm into basically a 90 degree position with the wrist pointed up, and then you hold the kettlebell, so the weight is at the top. You're holding the band. Not the, I guess the band, I don't know what to call that. Handle, (laughs) Uh, and the kettlebell is going straight up. From there, I'll just press slowly up, and come back down to 90 degrees, so my shoulder's in line with my neck and everything. A bottom up kettlebell press. Back down. And one of the things that does is it gets into all the muscles under your armpit. And this is especially good if you fight because you're constantly overextending yourself there every time you miss a punch. But it gets into all those muscles and strengthens them. And those are often neglected in traditional overhead presses because you're just not going in the motion well, you don't have
0: to activate your stabilizers right. if you're using a barbell or a
1: dumbbell that's just it just works
0: tilting with so, you
1: you yes. have to work with the kettlebell you in a way that the you don't have to work with the barbell the barbell is going up and down yeah <laughs> the kettlebell is not necessarily moving just straight up and straight down but the other thing that I love this is my favorite kettlebell lift in all honesty it's mm-hmm. called a monkey row um, basically with a monkey row you start in the row position which is similar to a hip hinge. Your shoulders are pulled back. You use one kettlebell. You're pulling that kettlebell up from the ground to the middle of your body. And when you get to the top, right when you're at your chest, you let go. And you catch the kettlebell to go down with the other hand. And you don't, again, want to let it fall just with gravity. You want to control it on the way down. Mm-hmm. And then you go and switch back hands back and forth. What this does is it not only makes different sides of your body work in conjunction with each other, It trains hand-eye coordination, but it also trains controlling a force that is trying to work against you because it's dropping down in a way that when you're just going with a regular row is not going to drop down because you're transferring what hand is holding the load. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of the things this also does is it works your biceps. I don't like curls. I don't really do curls because I don't think – Nah, <laughs> we just flexed. Uh, no, we had a flex off. <laughs> and I'm winning. But one of the reasons I don't do curls is because I don't find them to be helpful for combat sports training. Unless we're training, like, you know, muscle burnout for guillotine. Pull towards me.
0: Play right into me. You, want, you guys want to see live? Yeah, but that's a lot of this, too. It is. <laughs> it is a lot of this. Biceps win fucking fights. Biceps don't, don't win fights. They do. Back wins fights. Biceps win fights. Back and hips. Biceps. come next week, I'm going to... Prove me wrong. Guys, I finished my glass of whiskey. Sam has a little bit to go. We're not going to let this get out of hand. What you guys need to be doing is clean, squats, swings, presses. Monkey rows. And monkey rows. Rows. Any sort of row. I like monkey rows. Monkey rows are nice. Any sort of row. Something pouring towards you. That's what you should be doing. Okay. Alright, we're going to get out of here because I'm hot. Sam's air conditioning doesn't work. This cat's looking at us <laughs> like it's dead. And it's also dying from a heat stroke. It is the hottest day of summer. This is awful. And we drink whiskey at two in the afternoon. I know, we've got people to train. But we're back in studio. And we have a studio. It looks a lot better than the <laughs> backdrop of shoe racks and shams in this mountain of shoes. So have a lot of thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. If you
1: have any questions, hit us up on Instagram. Join or the Facebook. 21 Day
0: Challenge.
1: Look at my website website.com and live forever, die whenever. My clothing company. And Gator Boys
0: underscore 66. Underscore 66 underscore 66. There we go. All the plugs. <laughs> All the plugs at yolked underscore thoughts on Instagram. Add me on Facebook. Come to my group, the Halo Fat Assault System. And we'll see you next week. We'll
1: put this all in the description below the episode.
0: We will. Peace.